Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Christy James, who is a radio personality, veteran, philanthropist, and executive producer and co-host of the Martha Quinn Show on iHeart 80s at 103.7 in the San Francisco Bay Area. You can catch Christy on both iHeart 80s Radio and Pride Radio. We have so much to talk about, Christy, so let's get right into this and welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I am so excited about this conversation. There's so much to talk about. So let's start off with, where did you grow up? why you were drawn to the military, and when you knew that your dream was to be on the radio. You know, I grew up in Fremont in the Bay Area. What? Yeah, area. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> area. I've lived all over, and there is really no place like home. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Fremont, and I actually ended up in the military from a direct mailer. That was on my best friend's kitchen counter. It was so random. I was at her house. It was a weekend. And we were both working, going to um, community college while she was getting ready to go to UCLA. But, um, yeah, I was like, what is this? Hmm, interesting. The Navy. That sounds like fun. My friend, my friend Jermaine, who graduated with me, he had just bought a house. And I was like, how did he buy a house? And I don't have a house. Doesn't the military help you buy houses? They have that VA home benefit, that home loan, and they have money for school, and it sounds like fun, so why not? So I called them, and um, next thing you know, I'm in the military, I'm in the Navy. No one thought that, no one really believed me, actually, that I signed up for the Navy. Like, literally, until the day I left, no one believed me. They thought it was a joke, and I was like, no, you guys, I'm serious, I'm going to the Navy, and so... I eventually went to the Navy and how I ended up in radio. Actually, this wasn't my career path until I was in the Navy. That really helped me kind of hone my skills, kind of the way college helps you figure out what you want to do in life. The Navy kind of helped me determine that radio would be my path. I really actually wanted to go into television. I still would love to, but I was doing television news in the Navy and the woman who was doing radio went on leave. That's vacation um, for civilians. And so um, when she went on leave, they needed someone to fill in for her. And they were like, we think you should do it, Christy. And I was like, you guys just don't want to wake up early. This is a setup, you know, because she had to do the morning show. And ever since then, I've just been hooked on radio and I've been doing it ever since. You know, you have such a distinct journey. It's so unique. And what's really funny about it is that you saw this flyer. And I'm going to take you a couple steps back here. You saw this flyer on the counter and you thought, hmm, Navy, Navy career, Navy career house. So, and your friends thought you were joking. Were you jokester growing up? No, I was just really, like, I would party a lot and I would always, go out. I think I'm still the exact same person, but they just wouldn't see me under the Navy umbrella just due to the discipline of the military and the strict, you know, regiment of the military. They just didn't see that as something I would do, but I saw it as adventure and 
job security and fun adventure. That's what I saw. I was yeah. like, you know, this would be an opportunity for me to travel. I grew up in the Bay Area, so there used to be a a naval base right there in Alameda. And so you would see and meet people all the time from the Navy from all over. And then they would come back from all of these wonderful trips all over the world. And, you know, you get to see the world and that's how they kind of sell it to you. And yeah. so, yeah, I drank the Kool-Aid. Go Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are drinking the Kool-Aid. And, and here's the thing, and people might not know this. But in San Francisco, every year, there's this thing called Fleet Week, and it's a big thing. Do they still do that in San Francisco, Christy? Oh, yeah, they do. It is huge. And I love it because I get to go out and see all of my, you know, Navy people because they don't have the bases here anymore. We have Travis Air Force Base, but they we have the Coast Guard base. But there's no Navy here. It's not like you go to San Diego or Norfolk, Virginia, and this is a Navy town where you see people in uniform all the time. It's not really a military place, the Bay Area. So it's always cool to see the ships coming in. And then mostly for me, the different ranking people walking around in their uniforms, it brings back a lot of memories. I bet. I bet. Because there is a history and a tradition of the military being in the Bay Area, but because of the closures of the bases, it has kind of gotten away from the Bay Area. But I'm so glad that they still have Fleet Week because it's such a big thing. And it's so nice to connect the the community with the military because the military and, and San Francisco are doing great things. And so why not bring those two together? Now, I know that you traveled in the military and you went to Italy and you started the Armed Forces Network gig. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I first, first started in the military, I was in the Presidential Honor Guard. And one of the perks of having that special duty is being able to pick any job you want in the military. And so journalist isn't really a job that opens up in the military ever because people keep those jobs and there's not a lot of them. And so I was um, able to select a JO, which is what I wanted to do originally when I first signed up for the Navy. So that worked out. Things are always working out for us. And um, I ended up getting stationed in Italy at American Forces Network, doing television and then into radio, basically. And then when I got out of the military, I stayed in Italy for another like year and a half, just DJing. And then I decided, and I was doing reserves. I would just fly to London and do my reserves. And then I decided to come back to the States and really try and pursue a career in radio. Oh, that is such a cool journey. London, did you love it? It's rainy, you know? little overcast. I like the Bay Area better. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I absolutely love England, so that's why I was asking. I absolutely love England. And it is fantastic. Like, it, it is fantastic, but it's expensive and it's rainy. I it like is. the Bay. It's expensive <laughs> and at least we have sunshine. <laughs> true. It's very true. And I was going to say, though, you know, there is some similarities in the San Francisco Bay Area and London in that there is a bit of overcast. You know, it is a little rainy, but you're right. I absolutely love the Bay Area. I'm a California girl myself, and I went to Berkeley, so I do. I do, in fact, love the Bay Area. <laughs> so let's pivot a little bit, and then you get into radio in the United States, and you go towards the whole genre of 80s music. Now, why 80s music? Actually, I think I've worked in every format except country. So, wow. yeah, I started off doing, like, the pop rhythmic formats and then 
kind of adult contemporary music and then old school music. And then this station was created and the program director, the person who um, used to run the station I was previously at, KISS FM, which is now The Breeze, he runs this station too and was like, hey, I have the perfect gig for you. And I just love music. I think that's one good thing about being able to be in radio is I get to do something that I love. I love music. I love people. I love talking. It's like the perfect combination of everything and all the types of music that I love. On Pride Radio, it's dance music. On V101 in Sacramento, it's old school hip hop and throwback R&B. And then 80s music, which I grew up with. So that's how I kind of found myself here. Wow, you have such an eclectic background in relation to music. And so you're really involved in community as well. So let's let's go there and, and how you are a philanthropist, you support all kinds of organizations. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, for seven years, I produced the Women's Stage for San Francisco Pride. I am a member of the LGBTQ community, and I think it's really important, especially in the Bay Area. I mean, I think we take it for granted, the openness in the Bay Area. It's not like that everywhere. So every time we can be a part of the community I that I am a part of, I like to give back. So that was um, something I did for a long time. Plus, I, I like to party. Plus, I like people. Plus, I love music. So once again, everything I love coming together. <laughs> and then, and, then, yeah, and yes. then also, um, I now produce the women's stage for Oakland Pride. Um, and I've been doing that, I think, four or five years now. And I think that's cool because it's more of a, a community pride rather than, you know, a big corporate celebration that San Francisco is. I don't have any issue with that. You know, I think, hey, if we're here to celebrate, pride and be proud and come together then anyone's welcome like come come for the party but um I like Oakland it's more of a community feel I also used to work with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation hosting their fundraisers and their galas every year someone very close to me has um, Crohn's disease so that's always important to me and anytime I can get involved in the community because those are the people who keep me going because that's who listens absolutely the of the community so we can all kind of give back any way we can any way we can and if you can't do it with money you can do it with time so I like to volunteer definitely my time absolutely well that's awesome that you give your time energy and effort into things that you really care about and you support and you're part of and you're part of the community so thank you for giving back so I have a couple more questions so what's been one hurdle that you've confronted and how did you overcome it Hmm. I think uh, when I first started in radio, rejection, definitely, because I said, I know I can do this when I came back to the United States. I was like, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. And I want to do this. And so not being responded to at all. So it's not even a, a no, but just an just straight up being ignored when you're trying to find jobs sometimes especially in broadcasting, it can be kind of difficult or frustrating, but I think just sticking with it and knowing that it's going to happen and really visualizing that really helps. So let me ask you, Christy, with that said, and really keeping your focus on the goal, how did the door open for you? I, (laughs) it's funny, literally, (laughs) I went to get an internship because I said, you know, this isn't working. So let me find an internship because that will be a foot in the door. 
And when I, the elevator opened for my internship interview, there was a woman named Judy Edgington. I'll never forget Judy. And Judy was standing right there. And the guy who was going to do my interview was like, oh, and this is Judy Edgington. And I was like, oh, Judy, Judy, you're the HR manager. I sent you my resume, blah, 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 blah. It's nice to meet you in person and da, 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 da. And so that elevator meet and meet and greet actually ended up landing me a job a couple weeks later because she was impressed that I remembered her information and her name and you know yeah and so literally opened the door literally (laughs) and then Jerry Dove um there's a lot of people who've helped me along the way but Jerry Dove is the one who actually gave me the internship and he takes credit for my success in radio too I'll give it to him Well, I'm glad and thank you for sharing how you overcame a challenge because I think people need to hear that. They need to hear it right now. We're we're really going through a difficult time. People are encountering challenges. And I think with other people sharing their wisdom, it's so important, so valuable. So two other questions. My the last the next to last question is what has been one of your most exciting moments as a radio personality? I think when I worked for Wild 94.9 as a pop station in the Bay Area, it was one of the first stations I worked at, you know, for a full-time position. And my best friend Janine and I used to grow up going to these concerts that they would put on every single year. You know, we wouldn't miss one. And working for the station, going out on stage for the first time, being a host of that concert, and my best friend being side stage with me, like, wow, could you ever even imagine that I would be up here one day? And we used to go to these concerts growing up in the Bay Area. That was pretty epic. I still think that's pretty was, epic. Was that like the moment you went, aha, I made it. Here I am. <laughs> I think as soon as I got the internship, I was locked and loaded for I made it. I was like, yes, this is it. I'm in the door. That's all I needed. I just needed a foot in the door. (laughs) That's right. That's right. There it was. There you are. And you made it. So my last question for you is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Before I end my radio show every day, 10 to 3 on iHeart 80s at 103.7, please listen, tell a friend. Um, (laughs) I always say, be nice to yourself. And I think that is really the best advice. Be nice to yourself because if you're being rejected from a job, you know, you can kind of get down on yourself. Um, there's a little voice in your head. My friends and I call him Floyd, who always is planting little seeds of self-doubt. And we'll say, shut up, Floyd, out loud to kind of stop ourselves from that negative self-talk. So if you're nice to yourself, I think that will go a long way. You know, whether it's like, oh man, I don't look good today. Well, find something to like about yourself or find something to feel better. And and that starts with being nice to yourself. So I always say that. Well, I love those words of wisdom. And thank you so much, Christy, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. If you would like to know more about Christy James, please follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure to listen to Christy on iHeart80s at 103.7 and Pride Radio on iHeartRadio. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. 
If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women Home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.